Hello everyone, this is Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry, and you're listening to a new episode of the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Now this is episode number 65, recorded on Monday, October the 11th, 2021 from Citizen Square in beautiful downtown Fort Wayne. On today's program, I'm excited to discuss a local organization that has positively impacted our community and our citizens, and that's the Lutheran Foundation. To get a better understanding of the daily operations of the Lutheran Foundation, I'm pleased to welcome President of the Lutheran Foundation, Marsha Half. Marsha, thank you for coming today. Thanks, Mayor. Happy to be here. Well, a lot of people, I don't uh, believe realize that not only is the Lutheran Foundation a very active foundation and and does a lot for the community, but I don't know if too many people know about you. Uh, Can you tell our listening uh, community uh, a little bit more about yourself and uh, and about the Lutheran Foundation? Thanks, sure thing. Um, I am Marsha Hoff, and people oftentimes mispronounce I my say name. Half. I'm I know, sorry. I know, it's I know. Hoff. It's Hoff. I That's know. okay. I'm, I'm um, sorry. And um, I've lived in Fort Wayne longer than any place else. Not born here. Um, married to my husband Mark. We have one son, Taylor, 27 years old, who is um, pursuing medical school. So okay. we're super proud of that. Um, <clears throat> I have been at the Lutheran Foundation, it's hard for me to say this, 26 years really? as yeah. of October 2nd wow. this year. So the foundation celebrated 25 years. We represent 10 counties, northern Indiana. Uh, we represent 91 Lutheran congregations mm-hmm. uh, in northern Indiana. We, and we also, fu- we have two books of business. We fund Lutheran Books of Business, which mm-hmm. is our Lutheran churches, schools, and ministries. And then we have a community book of business. And our community book of business is laser focused on mental behavioral health and wellness. And about 10 years ago, you know, when you're a CEO, you say to your board periodically, um, if you would look back 10 years, are we telling the story you would want it to tell? So I said that to my board. And I had a couple board members that said, wow, Marsha, I feel like we're sprinkling. And another one I'll never forget said, I feel like we're doing dribbles and drabs. <laughs> and so <clears throat> I said, all right. And they said, Marsha, go find the gap in our community. <clears throat> so I literally, we put together a spreadsheet. We put together the foundations, United Way, and we looked at where they were focusing their funding. And I call it investing for change. That's what we want to do. Um, it didn't take long. Um, nothing was being invested on behalf of mental behavioral health and wellness. So I came back and they said, all right, Marsha, let's figure out how we do that. And you know, as a CEO, that's the best thing that somebody can say to you. So um, we engaged a study and everybody kind of thought I was crazy because, you know, anecdotally we had great information, but we had nothing to serve as a baseline. So we engaged a, a company out of South Bend, Praxis, Um, And we did the first ever regional mental behavioral health assessment, and it had some recommendations. And that's what set us down this mental behavioral health and wellness road. Uh, I didn't know much about that, so I started inviting myself to meetings. And people I I will never forget, Paul Wilson and Chuck Clark from Parkview said, what are you doing? And I said, we're going to invest in mental behavioral health and wellness, and I need to know more about it. 
that's how it started. We, we are Healthcare Conversion Foundation. We sold the acute care hospital on West Jefferson in 1995, sold it to a for-profit organization, received $137 million for that sale. Um, we now, I checked this morning, we have assets of $268 million, and we've invested more than $200 million mm. in our region. That's our story. Yep, yep. I think uh, there's a lot of citizens who don't realize that the Lutheran Hospital on 24 used to be on Fairfield, which is now a park-like atmosphere. Now, are your offices still located there? Our offices are at 3024 Fairfield Avenue. Okay. It's the corner of Home and Fairfield. Right. It was, I like to say, the original Doomling Clinic. There no, used to be one across right. the street, that's right? right. Um, and we own and take care of a park that's more than 11 acres called the Lutheran Park and Gardens. And that is where the hospital used to sit. Now, you've been working, again, on a number of projects, as you've mentioned. But one of them that's particularly uh, important to me is the work that you've been doing with our police department on the HEART program or the Hope and Recovery team. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So... Mayor, I remember six or seven years ago <clears throat> meeting with you and you said, I don't know what's going on in this community around the whole opioid crisis. Right. And I said, there's a lot going on. So we put together a group, a group that we call FATOS mm -hmm. and FATOS did a study and we came, we had lots of people at the table, police people, mental health providers, uh, medical providers, judges, all of, uh, anything you can imagine, teachers. And we walked away with almost 100 recommendations. And one of our dreams was, what if we had a mobile response team that could go out within hours after an overdose and try to help these people? I have a really good relationship with Division of Mental Health and Addiction in Indy. And Rachel Blakeman, I work really closely with Rachel. She, we couldn't do what we do without Rachel as a project manager. But um, an RFP came out for a mobile response team, and we were what I would call shovel-ready. And so <clears throat> our partners are Parkview Behavioral Health, mm -hmm. um, the police department, mm -hmm. um, Jeff and Jeremy. I love Jeff and Jeremy. <laughs> They're our plainclothes police people. Uh -huh. um, and then Lutheran Social Services. So Jeff and Jeremy, every morning, look at the reports, reports of those who have overdosed. They meet with the case managers, the peer recovery coaches at Parkview, mm -hmm. and they go out to the site of the overdose. And now we have social workers at our police department mm -hmm. because we've received a grant for them as well. So right. that is amazing. They go out and they meet with, they knock on the door, and I remember Jeremy saying, they're just going to slam the door in our face. Nobody's going to want to see us. But they have their swag, which I call swag, <laughs> their yeah. hope and recovery team, clothes, everything, right. hats, sweatshirts, all of that. And they have information on how to get help with recovery. Sometimes they don't take it right away. We have a hotline that they can call that immediately is answered and responded to. Um, sometimes people will call Jeff and Jeremy and say, I'm ready, come take me. And they go pick them up and they take them to Parkview Behavioral Health or wherever they want to go mm -hmm. for recovery. We're in our fourth year of that funding. Um, I'm amazed at all the stories that I get to hear about. Um, there's some sad ones. There are some ones where, 
you know, they've been doing really good, but they had a setback they thought they could use. They use, and you know how that turns out. But um, we've got an amazing team. Matter of fact, I think we have a hard team meeting tomorrow or the next day. Well, I know our police chief is a huge advocate uh, of the HEART program. Every time I meet with him, somehow he weaves it into the conversation. So I, you've got a real believer in, in Chief Reed. And I just want to add, Captain Kevin Hunter. Oh, yes. He's, he's like the biggest advocate. And I'm so happy that we can all work with our police department. And Chief Reed, I do know he's supportive. <laughs> I, I love to yuck it up, too. Well, as, as you said, Kevin is as well. Uh, a number of the conferences that I've gone to, either he's a uh, in the crowd or he's a participant. Mm -hmm. uh, so th uh, this too is, is very important to Kevin, and I think both of them realize what uh, what an asset it is to our community. A lot of cities don't have this type of active response to the opioid opioid epidemic and other types of of. Um, problems with drug abuse so you know this started out as kind of a part-time gig if you will for Jeff and Jeremy and they're 40 hours plus yeah. a week now and they are so dedicated to doing that and they'll go to like neighborhoods where we know there's a drug problem and they just go hang out mm -hmm. and now people know them as Jeff and Jeremy and they know they're with the heart team and they know they're not there to arrest them mm -hmm. Captain Kevin Hunter says all the time we can't arrest our way out of this we know well, that's that true and he's right <clears throat> Uh, a challenge in our community uh, in a number of different areas, particularly in the area of mental health and uh, unfortunately in, in drug abuse, alcohol abuse, has been the uh, effects of COVID uh, and, and, uh, and what has happened to our community as a result. Undoubtedly, it has affected your service base. Mm -hmm. uh, how are you doing? You know, um, there are effects that we're seeing now. Um, it's almost PTSD-like. Mm -hmm. People who have been confined to home, they haven't been able to see family. There's this whole adjustment to working from home, which some embrace and some do not. Um, but Mayor Henry, we're seeing, I just saw the numbers for our school districts the numbers of COVID cases in our school districts are higher than they were at the beginning of COVID last year. So, and it really pains me um, to hear people that will not get the vaccine. We, we need to protect our families, our children. All of us need to get vaccinated. So my mantra also is make sure that you talk to somebody about, you don't have to have a secret struggle. So, you know, it's, we talk about mental health and Mayor, if I have something going on up here in my head and you can't see it, you might not even acknowledge it. But we, we really have to check in with people and say, how are you? And if they say, I'm fine, I'm gonna say to you, Mayor, are you really okay? Uh, uh, uh. That's what we need to do. Unquestionably, mental health and its challenges uh, continue uh, to gain more and more uh, social acceptance, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, and that's why I'm, I'm glad you have the, the initiative that you, well, initiative, so you've got several going on uh, that you do because uh, it's been hidden away far, far too long. And uh, it, it's nice to hear 
people who are, in some cases are celebrities even, who are now stepping up and saying, yeah, I've, I've had a problem, I'm getting counseling or therapy, or I, um, I have struggled with this, I've got family members or whatever, uh, to know that it's becoming more and more understood as a sickness and not something that should just be pushed away. That's uh, uh, what, a, what a great statement for our, for our community and for our community as a whole. Do you know what we call it? We call it the no casserole illness because if I had a baby mm-hmm. or I had a surgery, my friends, family, church members would rally around me and bring a casserole. casserole. <laughs> we don't do that That's with <laughs> a mental disease. So That's I want to true. make mental health a casserole. casserole. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, well, you've mentioned a few projects and talked about a few initiatives that uh, you're currently involved in. Uh, over your career, you mentioned you've been around for a few years. Uh, is, there a, is there a favorite project, uh, maybe one that you're doing now or one that you did in another life that... Uh, mm-hmm. You're, you're extremely proud of? Um, one comes to mind. It's uh, Senate Enrolled Act 510. So um, we, I'll never forget, Judge Wendy Davis, Captain Kevin Hunter, Tom Allman, and I were asked to defend Senate Enrolled Act 510, mm-hmm. then Senate Bill. So we would go to Indianapolis, and it would be Judge Wendy Davis, and she would talk about the, the case in the courts, uh, Captain Kevin would talk about what he's seeing on the streets. Tom Allman is a mental and behavioral health expert. And I would say, I am none of those. But we need to bring more recovery residences to Allen County. It's a pilot. And so um, we received $1.5 million from the state, but we had to raise $1.5 million. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> as I'm an indie, I'd say, I'm not a fundraiser, but I am confident that we can do this in our community, and we did. Um, And so a big part of my life was working with Shepherd's House, who now has choices with their new recovery beds. Redemption House, we expanded, we bought a house on Wayne Street. Mm -hmm. Um, We have 3.5 level beds at Carew with Park Center, now Parkview Behavioral Health. The work that's being done is amazing because I get to work with what I call my criminal justice friends, team. Kim Churchward, Eric Zimmerman, Mm -hmm. Jeff Yoder, all that represent individuals that are in the criminal justice system. And so we have worked with them to connect them with Park Center 3.5, Recovery, Residences at Choices, and Redemption House. Um, I met them, I I don't know, four years ago, five years ago. Um, And again, we were shovel ready Um, got that money. We are in the final year of SEA 510 because it has a a part where we're evaluating the work that's being done. It's great. Um, That will conclude June 2022. We had always hoped that this could be duplicated someplace else. I'm not bragging, (laughs) but if you don't have a foundation with substantial resources and a community that works together like we do, I don't know how you get it done. And every time we would go to Indy, they would be like, how do you guys work so well up there in Allen County in the region? I thought that's how it was. Apparently it's not. 
but we want them to recognize Allen County in our region just like they do Indy and I think we're starting to get some traction. Well what's on the horizon? You know really good question. Um, how, how can we get mental health in the church? Ooh. The faith-based community. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's huge. It's huge. So, and you know, when you talked about what happened during COVID, our pastors, our priests, our faith leaders, they're pretty stressed out. Mm -hmm. You know, we're never going to know church like we knew it before. And so how do we do, how do we do church? And so I had a, I, I used to speak a lot about mental health in the public, not so much right now. I hope to do that again, but um, I was speaking at, in front of a group and a couple pastors were there and they said, Marsha, I don't know how to do mental health in the church. What can I do? And I said, pray. On a Saturday night, Sunday morning, Monday night, when you're saying those prayers and you pray for somebody who just had a baby, you pray for somebody that's in the hospital, pray for those that might be silently struggling with mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, our, our churches aren't very welcoming to people with mental health problems. Or if, if my son had a mental health problem and we went to church and something happened, somebody might not even talk to me. True. But when I'm talking to anybody in a group, I'll go one, two, three, four, five. Mm -hmm. That's you in any given year that could be affected by a mental illness. So my dream <laughs> is that I can somehow, with all of my partners, eliminate the stigma around mental health and start the conversation. That's my big dream. I think that dream can become a reality with all of the uh, progress that we've made as as a community, uh, but obviously with all the work that you're doing. I Even I didn't realize everything that you were involved in, and that's, that's super. What if somebody wanted to get more information on the Lutheran Foundation and the work that you do? Because much of, again, of what you've been talking about uh, crosses all types of social economic uh, boundaries and, and so on. Uh, so my guess is there's a lot of people out there, no matter who they are, that might want more information. How can they contact you? So I have two places I want them to go. Mm -hmm. The first is I want them to go to the lutheranfoundation.org. Okay. We have 25 stories about investments that we've made over the last 25 years. Just go check it out and read some of those stories. Um, and then um, we've invested in a resource because when we did that mental health assessment, 10 or so years ago, the you know, stigma's huge, but pe people don't know where to go and how to get resources. So we have a website, lookupindiana.org, and I want you to go to lookupindiana.org. Another um, project that I'm super proud of is, again, funding from Division of Mental Health and Addiction, but through funding there, we're working with partners on a school-based program that really is to build resiliency mm -hmm. in our kids. So we have what's called the Worth Campaign and Worth It Campaign. I want you to go to the website and check that out too. Um, just super excited about that. So there's no excuse for anybody not being able to find out <laughs> what's going on with and the Lutheran And you know what? Foundation. I take phone calls too, so <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm on the web on our uh, website. You can find me. 
with listeners, that was Marsha Hoff, and I'm going to be in big trouble uh, because I, I mispronounced her, her name initially. I, don't, I knew your name was Hoff, but anyway, I don't know what I did wrong. But unfortunately, Marsha, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, thanks for, for joining us. Uh, we do appreciate all the work that you're doing. It's, I think it's a lot more comprehensive than many of us realized, uh, and that's awesome. So thanks again. And I want to thank you, uh, our listeners, as well, for tuning in today. It's another great day in the city of Fort Wayne. Let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you again soon.